Praise the Lord. Good morning. Praise the Lord Jesus. How are you this morning? What a blessing. What a blessing to be here yet again doing the will of God and advancing in the grace of God. This morning before I start the podcast, I really want to pass on a divine message from the Lord. A divine message from the Lord in the vision of the night. The Lord showed me that which will unfold in days to come. So, therefore, I am calling on the intercessors, true, genuine intercessors, praying people of God to rise, to rise, to arise, and be guided in intercession in this terrific hour. Yes, yes, be guided in intercession in this terrific hour. The devil has unleashed his terror against the people of God because he knows, he knows his time is short. I saw a vision where the enemy was attacking very ferociously, very. In fact, he came as a roaring lion. I saw him came ferociously with the spirit of seduction, the spirit of direct intimidation. He appeared as a lion, creating heavy confusion and assault. Intense envy and jealousy and accusation among brethren, among brethren to scatter, to scuttle, to take my specially chosen people, say the Lord, hostage, blackmail them and terminate the move of the spirit among God's people. I therefore, by the Spirit of God this morning, call intercessors to our eyes. To our eyes. The devil's target is the family. And everywhere there is a move of the Spirit. His target is families. And everywhere there is a mighty move of the spirit the secret to overcoming the plans of the devil as it was revealed to me in this season is to lay aside number one i see it very clearly by the spirit of god lay aside every personal agenda search your heart as an intercessor and be sure there is no personal agenda in your heart. Number two, die to self. Die to self. And consecrate yourself by the Spirit. Number three, stand your ground in love. Number four, advance against the territory of the devil. And number five, which is very important, be careful of every form of partnership or association. This is directly by the Spirit, no matter how spiritually nice and appealing 
that association or partnership may be or may look. Do not, I repeat, in the name of Jesus, do not go into any form of spiritual friendship or relationship unless you are expressly permitted by the Lord to do so. The enemy has planned to use even those who appear to be serious with God. He has planned to use them and manipulate them against God's true servants and intercessors and kingdom warriors that God is raising in this end time. I say this to you people of God, watch and pray. Say the Spirit of God, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Give attention to fasting. Give attention to prayer. Give attention to consecration. Say the Spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. By the Spirit of Jesus we overcome. For the Bible says, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of their testimony. We overcome every plan of the enemy. We overcome every strategy of the enemy. We overcome every satanic, demonic plans of the wicked and we rise in the power of the Spirit. Lord, I thank you because your grace is multiplied 10 million fold over your children. Your grace is multiplied. Your grace is multiplied over your true warriors, over your true intercessors, over your genuine sons and daughters that seek your face. Your grace is abundantly multiplied. Glory and honor be ascribed unto you, my Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Don't fear. Don't be afraid. Go in the strength of the Lord and see what God will do in this end time. Luke chapter 7, verse 14 and 15. And he came and touched the bear, and they that bear him stood still. And Jesus said, Young man, I say unto thee, Arise. Verse 15. And he that was dead sat up. He that was dead sat up and began to speak. And Jesus delivered him to his mother. The fifth thing that happens when God visits his people is that dead things come back alive and begin to function well again. Dead things, dead prayer lives, dead passion, dead businesses, dead marriages, dead visions come back alive and begin to speak again. We established that the supernatural touch of God will cause you to stand still. You remember? Things can no longer continue as business as usual when a man, a woman, a child, a youth experiences the supernatural touch of God. 
But the supernatural touch is not enough. The touch is meant to produce a tangible experience of revival and resurrection. Hallelujah. The touch of God is meant to produce impact in your life. And two things are very critical here. Number one, the dead man came alive. Number two, he then began to speak. He then began to speak. Every supernatural touch of God must produce a revival that would speak for many generations. Many generations. Many generations. Mighty outpouring of God's power and move of the Spirit cannot be erased from history. It's impossible. Those who were truly touched by God have continued to speak up unto this day, unto this day. The testimonies of their lives continued to echo until this day. Apostle Paul was supernaturally touched by God on his way to Damascus. And friends, believe me, he still spoke to me through his letters to the Philippians this morning. I meditated on Philippians 3.10 on my knees this morning. A supernatural touch of God will cause you to speak life to speak joy, to speak resurrection, to speak revival, to speak peace, to speak grace to your generation. Isaiah the prophet had no authority to speak until he was supernaturally touched by the Lord. Yes, he was touched by the cherubim that flew swiftly from heaven with a coal of fire in his hands. The prophet shared the testimony of his supernatural experience. In Isaiah chapter 6, verse 5 to 8, which says, Then said I, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Verse 6, Then flew one of the seraphims unto me, having a coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from off the altar and verse 7 and he laid it upon my mouth that is the touch of the spirit and said lo this has touched thy lips and thine iniquity is taken away someone's iniquity is being taken away and thy sin purged that's a prophet of god right there a prophet of God with iniquity and sin. But the supernatural touch of God took away the sin, the iniquity. Verse 8, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. Here am I, send me. The supernatural touch of God causes revival, renewal, and restoration. Your capacity to speak as a representative of Jesus is restored. You become sendable. Yes, that's my own word. You become what? Sendable. God can send you. Heaven can rely on you. God can send you. Isaiah was first touched before he could speak for God. The dead man was first touched 
before he came alive and began to speak for God. When God visits his people, whatever is dead, dead in sin, dead in iniquity, dead in the lust of the world, lust of the flesh, pride of life, whatever is dead comes alive. Not only do they come alive, my friend, but they begin to speak. Marriages come alive. Passion that was dead and ready for the grave come alive again. Prayer lives that were attacked and killed by lukewarmness come alive. Love of God that was destroyed by the love for the world, they come alive. Love for one another that was murdered by envy, by jealousy, by self-ambition come alive again. When God visits his people, that which is dead comes alive. The supernatural touch of God is the beginning of revival. Ministries that are dead can still come alive. If they experience the touch of God, that which is deaf and dumb comes alive and begins to speak. Relationships come alive. Businesses come alive. Joy that was killed by sorrow is suddenly revived by that single touch of the Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I proclaim today in the name of this resurrected Jesus that whatever has been sealed and ready for burial, ready for the grave, will be revived in your life, in your family, in the name of Jesus Christ. May your ministry experience the touch of God. Isaiah had a great ministry, but the power needed to back up his ministry was not there until he experienced the touch of God. The touch of God. The supernatural touch of God empowers you to do mighty things in your office. Mighty things in your neighborhood, on the street. The touch of God imparts new ideas, new vision, new passion, new strength, new dimensions of wisdom. Oh yes, the supernatural touch of God makes all things, all things new again. Will you not desire this supernatural, this amazing, this powerful supernatural touch of God? Will you not desire it this morning? Will you not long for it? Will you not cry for the touch of God? If there's anything you want, if there's anything you should desire, you need the supernatural touch of God. You should never be tired of the supernatural touch of God. If the Lord touched you yesterday, ask him to touch you again today. If he has touched you this morning, ask him to lay hold on you. Paul said, he said, I want to know him the more. And the power, the power of his resurrection. Oh, Lord, that's our cry this morning. That's our desire this morning. Lord, in this entire move of your spirit, we cannot represent you adequately. We cannot speak as ambassadors of God until we are touched, until the iniquity is purged, until the sin is taken away, until glory is revealed. For then we will hear your voice saying, Who shall I send? And then we become representatives of the Spirit. We go in the power of God. Lord, I pray this morning to that 
wonderful brother, that wonderful sister, that wonderful child of yours here in me. Lord, I pray, may they experience the touch of God. Even as I am experiencing, may they experience the power of God wherever they are right now. May they experience the invasion of the Spirit of God by your Spirit. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. God bless you. Watch and pray. Amen. He never promised that the cross would not get heavy and the hill would not be hard to climb. He never offered our victories without fighting, but he said he would always come in time. Just a memory to stand in in the valley of decision and the adversary says he just hold on, I'll overshow up, and he will take you through the fire again. Oh, here's the key to it, church. I, I know within myself that I would surely perish. Oh, but if I trust the mighty hand of God, he'll shield the flames again. The cross would not